Welcome to Hot Throw, a show about the craft of candle making and small business. I'm Alex Lutz, one of your co-hosts, and Christina Breland is also co-hosting with me today. In today's show, we'll be covering everything you need to know to start making candles. We'll go over some great starter kits, share advice for beginners, and discuss things you should avoid when starting out. Hey, before we dive into this episode, we wanted to give you a free gift to help you start your journey off right as a candle maker with our Hot Throw Beginner Candle Maker Checklist. Um, with this checklist, it's packed full of recommendations for waxes, wicks, containers, and really everything you need to get started as a candle maker. Um, if you're interested in that, please go to hotthrow.com forward slash begin to get your free candle maker checklist today. Thanks. Enjoy the rest of the show. That time Christina spilled her drink all over the floor during the podcast. <laughs> well, I don't. So we were just talking at the beginning of this uh, prior prior to recording. We were talking about like we don't really. I was just saying that I don't really know. Like we've never really talked. The two of us have never really talked about like how each of us got started and like. And so I just kind of wanted to open that up and just say like, I guess like. For me, I went out and got a candle kit. Actually, no, I didn't just go get a candle kit. Mine was like, <laughs> how do I make a candle? I think I went to like Michael's and got like the dumbest stuff. No, Hobby Lobby. It was Hobby Lobby. I went to Hobby Lobby. I got like some basic junk from Hobby Lobby to make a candle. And I made my first candle from Hobby Lobby bullcrap in like my microwave, I think. And then I was like, okay. I don't like this candle. It's not great. It was probably the worst candle you've ever seen. I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. So then I found like Jeff Stanley's videos and I started watching those like crazy. His videos are very informative. And so I just, uh, he, uh, I think in one of them, he suggested getting a kit. And so I went to Candle Science and I got their kit. And then I, that was it. Yeah, I didn't do science. Um, I actually have no idea really. I think maybe I went to Walmart and got some Macy jars and then I ordered some wicks off of Amazon along with the kit. It was like some generic soy wax. I don't even know what kind of wax it was. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's like so it's like that's what you do as a beginner, right? You like go out and you're just like, I'm going to buy this yeah. wax. I don't know anything I about it, but I'm going to buy it. Wicks. I, I didn't know like specific or anything but then I got some like dye candle dye and um where'd I get the fragrance oil I think I found out about pro candle supply a lot of people don't know about pro candle supply but I think okay. their scents are very fragrant they're very like strong and like I just really like them um so I tried that I don't even know if I bought I may have bought some fragrance from Amazon. I probably just went to like all the candle stuff on Amazon and was like, add to cart. <laughs> You'll notice that as we talk about different uh, candle suppliers, everybody has their favorites and people even, even like it becomes a battle at times where people in the, at least in the Facebook group, so to speak, they, everybody has very strong feelings and, and they've, they've gained loyalty and trust with the people that they work with. And so 
I, I'm a big fan of Camel Science. I think Christina's a not so much of a fan. And so um, Somebody would ask for advice in the group. They're like, oh, where'd you get that? It was always Candle Science. And I would just roll my eyes. I was like, can it be somewhere else besides Candle Science? But I I do. I'm not knocking them. Oh, good, good. Just to give you an idea of like what comes in a kit. Um, so I, I, I would say, and Christina, you can like correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say like just starting out, it's probably better for your wallet, your pocketbook, whatever you want to call it, to get a beginner kit and not go out to Amazon and buy all yes. the things, even though it looks fun. And so one of the ones that, that uh, I mean, the, the easy ones to recommend are, are from Candle Science. They have some, I'm pretty sure Pro Candle Supply has some as well. Um, we'll have to look that up really quick and we can add that to the show notes as well. But <clears throat> some of the stuff that you'll get in, in those kits, like there's a beginner candle kit that is around 32 bucks. This kit, they like, their expectation is that you'll make it in your microwave. So you don't even do like a double boiler method for melting your wax or anything. And this is actually a really easy way to get started to like pour your first candle. So you get like two brown, two, two pounds of golden wax or golden brands 464 soy wax, which that's a really popular wax. Um, they give you six, eight ounce candle tins. Let's see. A plastic pouring pitcher that's like straight up essential you're going to need a pouring pitcher no matter what you're doing i i prefer metal ones but this kit comes with a plastic one because you're putting it in the microwave you don't want to put, put metal do not put metal in your microwave <laughs> let's just get that out there do not put anything metal in your microwave <laughs> they also include some wick stickers um, which are to take like the wick and put it on the bottom of the candle or place it in the bottom of the candle so that your wick stays stuck in there while you're pouring. And then let's see what else do they have. They have wick bars, which are to like center your wick. I'm not a fan of those at all, but they include them. It's a good place to like, well, you like are wick, you talking about bars. the ones that like stabilize the wick? Well, there's, there's all sorts of like wick centering things. And I'm a huge fan of like, 3D printed ones, but there's the ones that you get with this kit are like a metal bar with like a little notch in it. And like every single time that I put the freaking wick in there, I just, it ends up just slicing off the wick, right? Right where I want it to. I, maybe I'm too forceful. I don't know. I've got big hands. It just cuts the wick right off. So I think I have the same I, exact I, thing and that's never I, happened to me. Okay. There, I mean, it's just kind of like a little like metal teepee looking yeah. thing. I don't like, okay. I just don't know how to use them apparently. <laughs> okay, so those are included. Um, and then they give you some warning labels. Those are important. We'll have a whole nother episode about labeling and labels in general. And then they give you uh, some CD wicks that are like pre-tabbed, meaning the pre-tabbed means that it has like the middle little, little metal piece at the bottom of a wick. Um, and they're fine to start with and they give you some fragrance oils. Now, the fragrance oils they give you in this specific kit that I was looking at is uh, Amber Noir <laughs> and Sea Salt and Orchid. And those are both, I actually have smelled the Sea Salt and Orchid. That one's really good. And the Amber Noir is like more of a probably masculine scent, I would say. Maybe I'm wrong in that, but I think it is. <laughs> There's another kit that you can get through Candle Science that's like a pro kit. They call it their pro level kit. And that one require or like it's the double double boiler method where you put like 
you get a pot, you put it on some sort of like hot plate, whatever. You could use a hot plate, you can use your stove, whatever. Anyways, you need a heat source. <laughs> put it on the heat source. You fill a pot to probably like a third of the way full. And then you use your, you put the wax in this um, pouring pitcher and melt it that way. Um, and the benefit of using the double boiler method is that you don't have, like you don't burn your wax and it's that like it's pretty much the staple way of like melting wax until you start to get to like a large quantity and even even then you're still going to use the, the pouring pitcher though and just so you have an idea of what comes in the pro kit that's an additional two pounds of wax so you get a total of four pounds of wax six more tins you get the metal pouring pitcher it's a small one which i think holds i want to say it's like a one pound metal pitcher i would totally recommend the four pound i've never like the small one's okay. Like I maybe I'd use that for like wax melts, but I like I just yeah. feel like I don't have enough control <laughs> um, when I use the small one. So I always go big, go big or go home, right? I don't know. And then the Pro Kit also includes like a glass thermometer. It's like a candy thermometer, which I started out with one of those, and then I broke it because I dropped it on the floor and it just shattered everywhere. It was. It was it's easy to break. Wouldn't recommend that. The, uh, and then they also include like four fragrance oils in that one. And the breakdown of those are lavender, very vanilla, grapefruit and mangosteen, and then Egyptian amber. And the all, all I can say is I'm a huge fan of vanillas. So very vanilla is really good. But I've smelled the grapefruit mango mangosteen, and that sucker smells like it's it's freaking good. It smells well, like grapefruit and mangosteen. Amber, like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just. I kind of want to make it into a body splash. It smells so good. Yeah, it's like a feminine, that like, okay. Victoria's Secret type of smell. I like it. Nice. So that kind of gives you a basic rundown of some kits. If you want us to cover more kits, we can like get them and do some reviews on the podcast of them. We also have like an Instagram. We'll probably like pull that out and throw, start throwing pictures on it and stuff, so you can see like what we're up to in between episodes and stuff. But that's so. As far as that, like once you've done one of these kits, you'll you'll need to like start to narrow down like what the heck you want to do. You'll want to essentially pick one wax, one container type, and one wick type. And what, it's, it's very easy to say that's what you need to do, but it's extremely hard oh, when it comes yes. to the execution of this. So like you, you're gonna want to test and explore and find like the combo that you like working with because every single wax is different every single container can be different even if they're made out of the same material and the wicks are probably the worst of it all it's like you have to find the right wick for the right container for the right wax and it's hard to do that i was just telling christina i'm probably late to the game but i just barely found out that uh, i used to use htp wicks um and they're out of stock like candle science is no longer carrying them at all <laughs> So I'm like up a creek and I'm like, oh shoot, I need to figure this out. So I just went and got like every CD, Eco, and I think LX wicks that I like, I'm gonna just start trying a whole bunch, just testing with what works in my, in my dryers and stuff. Some of the common waxes, and I don't know if I have yours in here, Christina, cause I don't uh, remember which ones you use. Yeah. But like, I use um, yeah, go ahead. the IGI 4633 and 464. Okay. And then um, I do add coconut oh. oil. We can talk about that later. I prefer LX wicks. I've been using them this whole time and they seem okay. to work really well. Although I cannot find a wick for my 
11 ounce tumbler because the bottom of it's kind of uh, lopsided. So the way it burns, it just doesn't, oh. I can't get a full melt cool, but we're working on it. So. Fair enough. I, uh, I'm all in on the IGI 6006. That's it's a paraffin soy blend. And that's, that's pretty much all we use. I just barely ordered, I do have some 464 sitting around um, that I've been playing with, but I haven't done anything. I haven't, done, I haven't sold anything with 464 in it. And then um, <clears throat> there's another IGI, I think it's 60, 6046, which is like a coconut soy paraffin blend or something like that. I'll have to look that one up. But well, I've I started, started to look at that one as well. In the beginning. And I found uh -huh. I have a local supplier in Alabama, which is like two hours from me. And that was the only wax they didn't carry. So I had to, I wanted to, like, I love the 6006 oh, wow. because it's a soy paraffin blend. And so I wanted to kind of duplicate that. So I just asked what the best paraffin and soy was. So I could make my own. But yeah, if they had it, I definitely would. Well, actually, they did recently get it. So I might be in Alabama. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky you have a place you can go to. So that's another good point. Like if you <clears throat> if you end up like starting to buy large quantities of wax, you definitely want to try and find a local distributor if possible because you will save so much money on shipping i pay the piper when it comes to shipping holy yeah, crap it's a little expensive. honda civic and it cost um, me ten dollars in gas to pick up wax so yeah i don't have a very i mean i have a honda pilot and that sucker is not it's not like horrible on gas but it's not great on gas either and the nearest place for me is the candle science in like sparks nevada because i'm in utah and that that's a drive. It's about sixes when it comes to shipping, like paying for the shipping, which is like 300 bucks, depending on like how much I buy. But like for the wax, man, shipping wax is expensive because it's so freaking heavy. So you got to keep an eye out for that. Some of the like other common waxes that I've heard other people in like Facebook groups using are Joy Wax by Nature's Garden. And then there's like a C3, the Nature Wax C3, which is like a Cargill it's made by Cargill, and then I've heard a bunch of people really like the Pro Blend 600, I think, which I think is a parasoy, might be yeah. a full soy. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard all those, and yeah. I have C3, and I was gonna blend it with my parasoy, but I haven't tried that yet. It is kind of crumbly though, like it does kind of crumble instead of like cut solid. So interesting, yeah. The uh. The 464 usually comes in like flake style, like little flakes. At least that's how mine comes, right? And then the 6006, mine comes mm -hmm. in like 10 pound slabs. So those are some of the basic common waxes, kind of our experiences with them. Let's talk about containers. There's the straight sided jars is what like a ton of people use. I use them. I, I love the straight sided jar. There's, there's like glass tumblers. Like, so there's pretty much three different things or two different things that most containers are made out of and it's glass or aluminum tins and <clears throat> that would include like tumblers straight sided jars for glass and then like you've got your mason and or jelly jars and there's like when you hear a jelly jar like the <laughs> first time i heard jelly jar i was like um <laughs> is that like what grandma's pres preserves comes in are people like dropping candles yeah. in those people do like there's nothing wrong with that, but I just was like, it didn't 
that is not the aesthetic that I wanted. So that's actually the first jar that I started with was the the eight ounce jelly jar, and that one it has like smooth sides. It's not like like that weird on it. grandma. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it's freaking weird. So I started with those, and then I've also tinkered with the aluminum ones as well. But I heard rumor that Candle Science is getting some like. I don't know if they're ceramic or concrete. I think they're ceramic. Gray ones and some black ones, I think. Yeah, it's like black and like an eggshell white. I am so stoked. I'm going to be buying so many of them. Wooden lids. Like, I'm so waiting for wooden lids. Because of my vibes. Because of my vibes and vibes. So that gives you like, that's a basic starting point for containers. I would say like, we'll go over a couple things later, later on in the show about do's and don'ts with containers. And containers uh i know <laughs> dollar tree container. yeah no this is a real thing yeah um there's a lot of people that will just like go into dollar tree pick up the coolest new container there and then they'll make candles in that i i like to to streamline my process and keep my containers the same for efficiency's sake but once you get good at making candles you can pretty much pour in just about anything the only thing that I have concerns about with picking up a random container, and this is where we may disagree, is just literally like, will is it like heat safe, right? Like it, when that burns down low, is it gonna break? Like, and it's just one of those questions that I have to ask myself. But most of the stuff that you find out there, like unless it's super thin glass, like it's probably gonna hold up quite well. You probably have way more experience than, than I do on this because you, you were just showing me prior to recording this. Yeah. Is, uh, you yeah, got, I got some like some, pumpkins uh, or something? Pumpkins from Target and they're actually like soup bowls. And so like after the candle's done oh. burning, you can use it as a soup bowl. So it's like, you know, Heck yes. super cool. And okay, I got that's... some orange ones and some white ones. I have to go back tomorrow because when I posted about it, of course people are like, do you have any left? So like. They came out super cute. I was excited about it, but yeah. Yeah. Have you posted not that yet. on social media not yet? Okay. So she sent me these pictures. And I'm not kidding, people. Like, it's it, your your Instagram tag is uh, Southern, Southern Farmhouse, Farmhouse Studio, Studio right? LLC. <laughs> LLC. Do not forget the LLC. So I would definitely go give her a follow, but you better you have to like post these down because I'm I'm pretty much throwing you into the. <laughs> but but like she made this pumpkin colored wax, and I'm like it looks like a pumpkin pie and i was like it looks so good i want to eat it and i am not one for like you'll learn over time that i have very like specific uh likes and dislikes when it comes to candles and i am not like a food candle person i don't mind the scents don't get me wrong the scents are fine but like i'm not a fan of like let's make a donut candle that's not my thing i'm sorry i don't know it's just it's it's not it's not in, it's not in the the for me but i can appreciate the artwork and that's what's cool about it right um so anyways you got to go check out her freaking pumpkin candles they're free they're gorgeous i was i was like holy crap and you know i say candle science um how everything comes from candle science this dye does come from candle science (laughs) that used so yeah go check it out it's perfect pumpkin pie color sweet let's talk about wicks 
What's your experience well, with Wix, Christina? So, what did I use in the beginning? Uh, probably my Amazon Wix is what I was using before, prior to this. I don't even know what brand they are. When I went to my local supplier and I picked out this wax combo that I was going to do, I asked them what type of Wix they prefer. And they've done so much testing, way more testing than I ever did. So, they would know better than I did. So, they liked LX Wix. And I do like LX wicks. They do mushroom a little bit, but if you trim them, I feel like they're perfect. I'm working on double wicking right now, which I've been doing this for 14 months, and I'm so scared to do double wick. Like it's just I don't know. I don't know. But I've I've done like one candle that was double wicked, and it was like a one-off request from a friend, and she's like, "Hey, um, uh, she gave me this like." She went to like a pottery class or something and she made like a nice little like bowl shapey thing and I, I it was really nice pottery and she's like hey I want to pour I want you to pour a candle in this and I want to use I want you to use this scent and so I did it but I don't know how that's going to burn <laughs> so let's hope it, let's hope that works well for her but it's just like when it's one of your friends like I don't like I that's fine but if it's something that you're like going to pump out on the regular like it's probably worth doing some testing <laughs> you know like that's what I, that's what i would recommend i yeah as i was saying earlier in the show i i used to use hgp wicks and so now i'm looking at cd and eco wicks um probably some lx as well uh i prefer cotton wicks i've tried wooden wicks i've tried and and i just suck i just suck with wooden wicks they're hard they're hard to do, in my opinion. I don't know. What I haven't you, even tried them yet. Wood I was going to get, like, the crackling ones for Christmas and do, like, Fraser fur and those kind of scents with the crackling one. But, I don't know. I'm kind of scared to try those, too. But I I am trying Premier Wicks. Have you heard of Premier? It's, like, a new type of wick that I heard from, like, one of my friends. She actually said that she continued making candles because I inspired her to keep going. So, I was, like, excited about that. Um, she uses the same wax that I use, and then she tried these Premier Wicks, and I'm still learning, but like they do burn really well. Like I don't really have much to say about them right now, but I don't think a lot of people know about Premier Wicks. Are they? Is that like a? Is it like a, a specific type? Or is it like, it's a like cotton, cotton wick? wick? I what? Believe, and it's from Aztec. Okay. Oh. Okay. And they're like Aztec. Seven hundreds right. is cool. like the numbers. Like it's like from. I got like from 735 to 798 because I feel like that was like a good range and for like for a dozen yeah. of them it's a dollar so I ordered like all different okay. sizes because it's super cheap yeah no that's really good pricing I Yeah, I mean, what what I typically do is I'll go through. I've used like Candle Science has a really good wick guide, and most most candle suppliers have a wick guide on their website to kind of like you measure the diameter of your container that you're pouring into, and then that's kind of what you use to pick your wick. And um, it, your wax can definitely play into that whole thing, but most candle suppliers have a, a wick guide to help you pick out some. I will say that with uh, Candle Science. I noticed that you have to wick up one or two. They usually have it under wick yeah. from like the chart that they have. My personal opinion is that they probably do that because they 
have like pristine conditions for testing candles, right? Like I feel like they have, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong in that, but I feel like yeah. candle suppliers, they know what the frick they're doing. And so to have good data on their website to help you make the best choice of, of a wick, they have to do yeah. it in like pristine condition. And so because of that, like you get out into the real world and it's maybe <laughs> slightly off. And so I, I would completely agree with that. I've seen multiple people in Facebook groups say that you have to wick up. So if you do the candle science wick guide, everybody's been saying to at least go one one step up to get a full melt pool depending on your container and stuff so i yeah i mean i totally recommend doing that and that's what i've and I've it also matters well, the so. um if you use candle dye and like from what i've heard if you use candle dye and fragrance i mean the fragrance oil is going to make a difference too but i don't know i think it says on the website what their fragrance load is when they're testing so that like it's more accurate for you okay well that kind of gives you a breakdown of some of the some of the common things you'll have to like make a decision on as you start to like scale up and find things that you like again just to reiterate one wax one container and one wick type and just testing and exploring but let's say okay you've narrowed it down you've got your wax you've got your container you figured out your wicks holy crap you've made it this far good job let's say that you've maybe done some candles for friends they really like them and now they're like holy crap like i want to i want to give these as christmas gifts or i want to give them as like a new year's new year's gift whatever the heck and now you've got orders coming in like uh oh <laughs> what are you gonna do right so we've compiled a list of some things that we think that you'll need as you begin to scale up and they're kind of like quality of life improvements that you like you just learn as you do the the craft of candle making but the biggest thing that is that i would recommend is literally making sure that you have a metal melting pitcher like if you're still using plastic at this point it's time to go it's kind of time to grow up and you need you need to get the four pound pitcher and yeah and the next one you mentioned christina earlier in the show was an infrared laser thermometer what are your thoughts about that because the I, I think you have a digital thermometer that you like stick the little metal piece inside the wax to get the temperature. But like, I don't have to touch the wax. It like stays clean. Okay. So true confession. Like I realized that like, so it's like a, I think I had like a meat thermometer type thing and it works. It shows me the temperature. It was digital and it worked, but cleaning that sucker thing, cleaning that thing up yeah. was a pain in the butt. So I've, I've upgraded to an infrared thermometer. We'll link some in the show notes. Definitely get an infrared laser thermometer. You point it at the wax, it tells you the temperature, you move on with life or you, or you yeah. pour, right? Like it's, it's great. Um, another thing that you don't get in the kits is a digital kitchen scale. You need to know what the heck you're putting in your candles. Like when you start figuring out like how much fragrance load your candle is going or your wax is going to have or your candles are going to have, like you need to start being precise and making it repeatable so that you can continually put out a good product. So there are some really cheap digital kitchen scales online on Amazon. I have an Ozeri one. I don't know if you, do you, do you have any no, preferred brand I just, that you use. I don't even know what brand it is, but yeah, make sure you put good batteries in them too, because <laughs> you put those two batteries, you might not get the right measurements. Yeah. I've definitely been like halfway through where I've, I've been like weighing something and forgotten what, how much I've put into my container, whatever. Like, so for example, what I do is I'll measure out 
like 32 ounces of wax or whatever. I'll, you know, I'll break it apart off of the 6006 slab, put it in my metal, my metal pot. And I just use it to like weigh the wax out. And there's been times where I've been like, okay, I got eight ounces here. And then I place it and then I forget about it, go do something else because whatever, I'm distracted for all sorts of reasons. And then I come back to it and I was like, wait, how much is in there again? Some of those tend to shut off quickly. And so you just have to be careful, but I've been okay with the Ozeri one. I get Ozeri. You have Ozeri, a presto pot? Yes. Uh, yeah. I have two you? now. Oh, oh, okay, show off. <laughs> oh, no joke. No joke. My wife literally just went and picked one up. I put it in the cart and everything and she picked like mm -hmm. a basic one up from Walmart um, just, just this evening because we're like, uh, we oh, need nice. to upgrade. It's time to like, like... You can melt the wax in both of them and then when you're using one Presto pot, the other wax can be melting. And then when you're using that Presto pot, the other wax can be melting. So you're just like going. You just keep going. Yeah. Did you, where did you pick yours? Uh, the up? first one I got from Amazon and I used the Jeff Stanley video on how to make the spout at the end and did that. That was a pain. Yeah. So, and then the other one I bought, I just bought off of Amazon, but it was already, the spout was already on there. Okay. I actually, uh, I followed Jeff Stanley's video to a T. I, I don't typically, I'm not the type of person to get my hands dirty, like uh, ever, except unless I'm yeah. making candles. I, I'm good with that. But like, I usually don't do this stuff, but I watched the video and I was like, I think I can do this. So I went out and bought all the bull crap that I need to do to make the wax melter. And I, I did it and I, and I was successful. So I have one of the custom ones. It's a little cheaper than buying one directly through like Amazon, but the ones through Amazon are, are amazing. I've never heard of bad reviews from those at all, but we'll link that video of how to create one. If you want to get your hands dirty well, and, with tools and, and also stuff, if you screw it up, right I mean, <laughs> kind of screwed. That's so true. nervous. I was you spent all this like, money on this Presto pot and then you got to drill a hole in it. It's like, holy crap. <laughs> what am I, if I mess this up, I didn't yeah. drill the hole big enough in the beginning. So I'm sitting there with the file, the metal file, like forever. I was sitting there hour <laughs> trying yep. to file it. <laughs> and it's wild when you're like trying to file the thing down. Like I was outside on my front porch and my neighbors were like freaking coming outside. Like what's going on out here? And I'm like, don't worry about it. Go back inside. Filing this freak. <laughs> I look like a freaking idiot out on my front porch, but hey, whatever. It's, it, I have, I have a, yeah. a, a wax melter now. So whatever. Yeah, holy crap. So the other thing is I don't I don't know if you have this problem, but I like I use so <laughs> many paper towels. So many paper towels. Do yeah, you I have use to so stock many up paper towels? Like, <laughs> I'm surprised candle makers haven't had like you know how the toilet paper was missing? I'm surprised candle makers haven't like caused some sort of like <laughs> where's all the paper towels? <laughs> situation because I think we out of everybody else I think we use some of the now, like, now largest like, okay, amount of paper every towels. time like I'm wiping out the container I can only use like five squares like five oh you get real efficient real fast right like like you're like oh my gosh it is yeah I we try and use as little as possible but like I mean you still have to get your containers clean well, and stuff like your, I your saw the other day on a post stuff. And they said, I don't know about y'all, but I hate cleaning out my containers. And they like 
had a container for every scent. I was like, if I did that, I would have like 80 containers. That's crazy. Whoa, I've never thought about doing that. A container for every scent. I mean, I guess if you don't want to have to clean them out, that's one way to do it. To do it. You have like unmelted wax and you're pouring melted wax into it. So it's, yeah. That's weird. Clean your containers. You'll need some paper towels. Get paper towels. I will say that like with the paper towel thing, there's uh, a couple people have said, because I asked like in Facebook group, I've asked a couple people like, what the heck do they do with them? And like, what do they do with like extra wax that's at the bottom? Because like sometimes you'll just pour it and you'll not like, you won't come out even and you'll have extra wax left over. So sometimes I end up just pouring wax onto a paper towel, <laughs> like, like some sort of idiot on my counter. I don't know. I guess that's what I do. Or I'll get like those little, they're like little sauce cups from like Costco or Sam's Club. And I, I can like pour them into that. And then that just That's becomes how I make like a. Tables, is with the extra that? wax. I just pour it in a little like I have a one ounce containers, little containers. Yeah, those are really good for that. I, what we ended up doing though is we would have like just a tiny bit of wax left, and so we would make like we'd end up having like this Frankenstein like nasty smelling like every scent that we made in that in our batches in this one little like puck if you will, and so I don't. I don't know, but a, a lot of people have been making uh, like fire starters out of it. So they'll take, they'll save their paper towels and they'll like turn it into like a fire starter and then sell those, which is actually like yeah. kind of a clever reuse idea, right? Like it's a good way to go. We'll try and find some like resources on that, but I haven't found anything just yet on a good like tutorial of how to do that. Um, another thing that you're going to need is a nice apron. <laughs> I don't know. This is probably this is probably an opinion for sure. Um, we're gonna try and have some like premium hot throw aprons coming that you can order. Um, but in the meantime, there's some really good ones on uh, Amazon that I like. They're like they're made from like denim material and like leather and stuff. They're really high quality. At least I felt like it's high quality. Also, I'm a big dude. And that thing fits me pretty well. I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to go walking down, you know, the red carpet or whatever, the runway or whatever, and like showing it off or anything, but, but it's a nice yeah. apron. I'd recommend. I have one. Um, my grandmother was an artist and my mom actually gave me her apron. So yeah, it's pretty. Oh, dang. Yeah. Family, family heirloom style. I, you can't, you can't beat that. That's like, that's like the best kind. And Cause then it's like. I don't know. Yeah, it's and then like, I feel like feels, feels better. it's got like it has like paint from when she was painting with it, and then like I have my own like stains. I feel like the more stains, the better, because then you can pass it on, and it's like, hey, this has been you know loved. This is like, yeah, yeah, it's got character and all sorts of stuff. That's awesome. And then the last thing that you'll probably want to look at is a heat gun, especially if you're using like a six thousand six. A lot and of people, a lot of people have said that if you use soy, you don't have to do a, a heat gun. But I, I feel like it's just one of those staple tools that every every candle maker should have, just because like yes. you never know what's going to happen when when you pour and your candles cool, unless you have an environment that is like like I said, one of those pristine environments. It's like it's just very difficult to 
have your candle your candles will have sinkholes you'll get wet spots it'll look weird on top they won't have smooth tops and a heat gun just helps you like minimize those and get rid of any of the imperfections that you might see but i'm i'm not a perfectionist there's a lot of people in the candle making groups that are and they swear by them those are, that's my thought on the heat gun but yeah i'm definitely, definitely a perfectionist am. but then you can go to like the stores i won't mention which stores but you'll go look at the candles and you're like why am i dressing <laughs> like yeah heat gun is definitely don't use a hair dryer i've heard people using hair dryers don't don't do that get yourself a heat gun <laughs> yeah the i think the thing with the hair dryer is like it almost it, it blows too hard it sounds weird but <laughs> there's too much air blowing out of the the blow dryer and with a heat gun it's just like a small puff of air if you will at a higher temperature and so it's much easier to to like help melt your candle and and smooth out your top i would also recommend staying like one to two feet away like from your candle if you get too close you can actually light your wick on fire i've done it i i mean come on like you have I actually to try did that it out, today right? like, i was holding it in one spot for too long and the wick started turning black and i'm like i guess this is my candle now <laughs> now this one's mine oh that's great so yeah that's the only like tip on on a heat gun yeah. <laughs> don't get too close they they they're hot oh my wife has a scar on her hand from from tapping like the end of it so we use a one i think it's from uh wagner i think it's the one that we purchased but i want to say it was like 25 bucks somewhere in there but like the tip of the of the the heat gun gets extremely hot it will yeah. freaking burn your skin off so be very careful we also have a toddler, so we have to be careful of not leaving that thing anywhere near him. And so that's that's a challenge, but yeah. it's not too bad. So you'll you'll get the uh, battle scars as you <laughs> as you as you work with yeah. candles for sure. For my oven, so, um, I heat my jars. Why do you because heat your jars? Because I get frosting. Like if I don't heat them, and I don't know if it's because of the wax or if it's because of the temperature in my apartment. But I have to keep my apartment at around 78 degrees. I know that sounds crazy, but I have my method. So I have to like eat my jars at 170 and then my apartment's at 78. And then when I pour, I pour at the coldest temperature that I can. And then the jar, when it's heated, it makes it cool even slower. So then I don't get the frosting on it. Right. When I, I actually also heat my jars when I'm pouring, they're always hot, like not hot. Mine aren't hot. Like I'll put my oven on like 120, like on the lowest setting that it goes to. I typically keep my house at like 68 degrees, sometimes even 65 degrees. It's super cold in my house. I love it. But um, the issue with that is that when, um, and, and people, there's different like, heating your jars can solve multiple problems. And so that's why I asked you, like, even though I, I also heat my jars, I was just curious what your reasoning was. But when, when you heat up the wax, it will expand and it like opens up like, like someone wanting a big hug. And when you add your fragrance oils to it, the fragrance oil, because the wax has opened up, it will bind to and hug, if you will, that fragrance oil. And that's what causes the the wax and the fragrance oil to like 
become a candle, right? But as the wax cools, it, it contracts. And so it pulls away from the outside edges of your jar or your container. And it also can pull on the, like pull down on where your wick is, usually in the center of your candle. Even, even if there's not a wick, it still will like start to concave there. And so that's why I warm mine is to avoid, to help avoid that. There are multiple times where I've done it and it still didn't help. So, so there's all these different little tips that people use, but heating your jars can help with that. So we've gone through all sorts of things to do and some things not to do. There are some major things that I think that you shouldn't do. So when you start to make candles, these are some things that I believe you should avoid. And I'm saying this from my personal experience. I would say don't yeah. start with essential oils or kits from Amazon. That's my personal opinion. I don't know if everybody agrees with it. You can agree to disagree, but that's exactly what I did. And it was a mistake. And the reason it was a mistake is because the, the, the quality of things that you get from Amazon, as far as like candle materials and ingredients go, they're just not up to par with something that Candle Science or Pro Candle Supply can deliver. Not only that, but like they're twice, if not three times the price of what you would normally pay through a candle supplier. At least in my in my case, like getting the wax through Candle Supply versus Amazon was like double well, the price. So. Yeah, I just think that Definitely like Amazon that. is like generic, like a generic brand or something. And then like all the suppliers are the name brand and you want the name brand because it's the better quality <laughs> for sure. Definitely. Another thing that I wouldn't recommend doing while you're getting started is like, don't go buy any, any kind of freaking container in the world and <laughs> pour your candle in that. You'll just have a bad time. And I feel like... Like I went out and purchased a crap ton of random containers to make a candle out of, and it didn't work because there's so many different things, kind of how we talked about, like your wax plays a part, your wick plays a part, and the container itself plays a huge part. So until you know what you're doing, stick with something that looks like a normal container and then start branching out and go from there. Oh, just another note, like when you're picking a container out, you wanna make sure that it can withstand heat and that it doesn't have any seams in it. I, I also had uh, this great idea to use a concrete container. And like, I mean, you can do like, there's a lot of candle makers out there that'll just like, start it getting into like DIY concrete containers and stuff to go buy molds and make their own. I found one somewhere. I don't remember, it's probably at a stupid, you know, Michael's Hobby Lobby, something like that. And at Joanne's, I don't know. And I poured, my candle in there and it seeped out the side because it was a super porous like i didn't even think think it through i was pouring and i look at my counter like after i poured i was like this is great and i look at my counter and there's a puddle of freaking wax right underneath the the, the container and then i look at the, the candle or the container inside right where i just poured and like half the wax is already gone and i'm like okay this is a problem so just make sure there's not like seams where wax can seep out and don't use very porous containers like i didn't see any holes per se but it was it was porous enough that wax just seeped out and i felt so dumb <laughs> also there's this five minute hacks and like viral tiktoks please 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 <laughs> yeah. don't do what they're doing like those while some of them may work, 
I've seen some that have been validated, but most of them, if not all of them, are a very bad way to make a candle and or anything. Like I've seen bacon grease candles. Like it's doable. Don't get me wrong. Like that's doable. It's a thing. But like learn how to make a normal candle first before you start doing like things that are going to burn your house down. That's that's, yeah. that's what I would suggest. Yeah, sure. <laughs> There's some that like where they have a container mm-hmm. that they're going to put a candle in. They pour water in the container and then they pour wax into the water. Like you melt it down and then you pour wax into the water. Do not do this. <laughs> Whatever you do, do not do this. As I'm explaining it, I'm like, somebody's going to try this. Don't do it. But what it creates is this almost like cheese-like candle because the water, as it cools, the water like makes it like, it makes like uh, holes in it, like Swiss cheese. And it was it looks pretty cool on the five minute hack, but like, let me tell you, five minute hacks are like freaking straight up Photoshop and video, video magician work. So do not do that. It's a bad, bad idea. Don't add, I've never heard of anybody adding water to their candles. Don't do that either. Like just don't. So that was, those are some of the basics, basics like yeah. major, like don't do these things. Well, have you ever seen the show Nailed It? Candle show. Oh yeah. Definitely. Like for nailed it. Like you have like this extravagant oh, candle gosh. and somebody has to like duplicate it. Like how much fun would that be? That would be freaking awesome. Have you seen there's somebody that was posting those like I don't know, she she does like pillar type candles, but she has like fifteen oh. or twenty layers in the thing. And then she'll like carve her candles like around the sides and then fold the the wax yeah. like over on itself like a it's so crazy i'll have to show you a picture but those things like there's this lady that posts in like the diy candle maker group and she's like hey check out my candles and it's like they're like works of art but like i I can guarantee you it takes her like at least four hours to do one candle if not longer it's gotta it's gotta take forever but yeah she's like if i were to go into a competition and see one of those things i would like just walk out the door and be like okay this is beyond my skill level i uh i give up (laughs) Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening to the show. We hope you found it helpful and informative. Hot Throw is available where all great podcasts are found. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash hot throw or on Instagram at hot throw podcast. If you'd like to leave us a voice message we can play on a future episode, visit anchor.fm forward slash hot throw and click the message button. To keep hot throw going, any support is appreciated. You can show your support by, visit, by, by visiting anchor.fm forward slash hot throw and click the support button. Until next time, stay lit.